0: For the betterment of you. Some brands offer you low finance,
1: or cashback, or servicing. Renault don't do ors, we do ands. The Renault Cajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands.
2: Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. (laughs) Finance is made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See renault.ie.
0: Everybody, we're live at the Atheist Experience. Today is Sunday, July twenty-first, two thousand thirteen. I'm Matt Dillahoney. This is Martin Wagner. Hey. We're freaking awesome. We are. Uh, in, in, in Look at us. How we feel? And, yes, uh, we're, yes. Doing, we're doing Indeed. well. Yeah. Hope everybody else is doing well, uh, also. And we, this is a live call-in uh, television program. We'll take uh, questions and, and answers. Actually, we'll because we're, our we're best. interested yeah. in finding out. Uh, what people believe in, why, and where we agree, or more likely disagree, mm-hmm. uh, just just based on eight years of doing the show, that seems to be the case. Yes, um, and we're
3: always unfailingly polite and never rude.
0: Yeah, that's not quite true. Uh, well, I'm trying to. We try. We okay. Well, yes. it, it, it kind of goes with you know the the, the little article exactly. that I I wrote the other day in response to something on Jezebel, which I'm not going to go into today because. Um, the author of the Jezebel article, Indy West, uh, we're in a little email exchange, and I'm hoping that maybe we kind of clear some things up. Oh, well, that's good. That we'll is, see. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, after this show's over, those of us get involved, uh, tend to go to dinner at uh, Threadgills, 301 West Riverside Drive. The address is at the bottom. We're on until 5.30 p.m. roughly. People will be down there for dinner around 6 or so. Um, but I have a house guest this weekend. So mm, yeah, we're actually starting tonight. But and
3: I'm my I, I'm, my brain lately has been so much in like you know, film and documentary mode that I'm going to apologize in advance to people if I underperform today. Oh, because so I'm so sort of like new. yeah. Well, I'll do my best, but I'm just sort of like half my skull is in 19th century Austin and half of it's here. So <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of you know. Do what I can. And
0: See, and I was mostly counting on you because I've been gone quite a lot. Like, I haven't been uh. on the last couple episodes. I was at the SECO Student Alliance Conference, and we had uh, best folks come down and visit us for, you know, right after Fourth of July. Okay, but okay. Anyway, it is a live wow. call-in show. They'll have the number up for you. We've already got some people waiting, and no idea one call could take the entire show or not. But a reminder to the callers, uh, first of all, if you're watching the stream, which we suggest so that you kind of know what's going on and know that we're actually live, uh, turn it down or mute it. Um, We have occasionally had problems with phone calls, um, and it seems to predominantly relate to cell phones uh, where full duplex support doesn't work. In other words, you could be talking and we could be saying, but, 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 wait, 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 and you can't actually hear us. And so uh, our attempts to be rude and interrupt you make it look like that you're rude and talking over us, Yeah. and neither is true. Yeah. So I'm going to be making use of the the hold button to kind of clear that up a little bit.
3: We uh, have it's a, it's a persistent thing because we work in these access studios and there are other uh, shows that come in during the week and use all of our equipment. So uh, audio problems, sound problems, sometimes syncing problems these are these are just things that happen. It's the nature of the
0: beast. So yeah, we get you know. emails all the time, and I, I appreciate that people care enough about the show to say, "Hey, have you tried this?" and "Hey, have you tried this?" Uh, the, the thing that a lot of people just don't understand is that. Uh, I think it's because c- cable access has pretty much gone the way of the dinosaur yeah. uh, in many places. And so this is we do this at the public access studio here in Austin, Texas. So all the equipment is – uh, pretty much all the equipment is not ours. There's a handful of things. Um, the mics are ours. But uh, other people use it, and we are not going to be investing a lot of money to improve this studio. Yeah. But yeah, so. Anyway,
3: things get changed and tweaked all week, and then we have to switch it
0: back, so. So let's let's have some fun and get started. We've yeah, got uh, up. John in Chicago. How
1: are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? I, yeah, can. I can. Can you hear, hear us? Hey, how's it going? Hey, nice beard, Matt. Good to see you. Thanks. You, well, I can't see you, so I can't see you too. Hey, yeah, obviously. So what's yeah. up? What's on your mind? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, the last time I called, uh, I got cut off. You hung up on me, and um, I did. Yeah, Matt did, yes. Okay. When was this? Say that again? W- when was this call? Oh, it was a few months ago, man. I haven't called in in a while. I figure okay. i time, give you time to calm down after my last call.
0: <laughs> but uh... Well, I apologize for not remembering it, but um, be prepared. <laughs> anyway, yeah.
1: what's up? What's up? Nothing much, man. I guess uh, what's on my mind today is um, I guess I wanted to ask you, What is your take on atheism being a religion, uh, no different than theism other than what you believe? Well, is theism a religion? Well, it's a religious belief, in my opinion, yes. Mm.
0: I I don't see that. I see theism as the overarching category of, you know, you believe in a a God, a God exists, but theism itself isn't a religion. Instead, theism uh, contains a whole bunch of different religious groups that are religions. So I don't, I don't see that theism itself is a religion. It's a single position on a single issue. Uh, neither theism nor atheism have tenets or dogma or rituals or any of the sort of things that you would expect uh, to qualify as a religion.
3: Yeah, I, you know, and the word religion also implies some kind of a practice. And among theists, that would be like a, a form of organized worship, like you choose your god and then you have your worship services and your rituals and your prayers and whatever. That's, that's religion there. It's perfectly possible to believe that a God exists, but not be religious. You you know don't pray, you don't go to any churches, you don't go to any synagogues, you don't uh, have any rituals that you perform. You just say, oh yeah, there's probably God up there, sure, why not? But and, apart and, from that, you don't care, and you go about your life.
0: And likewise, um, while atheism itself isn't a religion and, and doesn't include the, the general trappings of religion, that doesn't mean that there aren't atheists who could be religious, or that doesn't mean that you couldn't... Um, begin with atheism and then glom on a bunch of stuff to it and create something that is, uh, you know, re- religious of some nature or another. But atheism itself is not. But there, there's uh, the religion of
3: Buddhism, is a religion that has no gods. So technically, that you could call that an atheistic religion. So again, I tell like, so atheism and theism are the umbrellas, and then whether you're religious or not, all exists under that, and and that's your choice. But just being an atheist or just being a theist does not imply that you are religious.
1: Well, um, the theistic belief and the atheistic beliefs, well, they are both beliefs, and neither one are empirically proven. No,
0: actually, one yeah, of them that's... is a rejection of a belief. You know, Atheism is not necessarily the belief that there are no gods. It is the rejection of the claim that there are gods. So there's well, a there's well, a difference there's a difference between I do not believe a God exists and I believe no gods exist. Those are two different things. Well, I
1: don't I don't agree with that. Well, I, mean, I can
0: couldn't. okay. Is there a difference between I'm not convinced that the plaintiff or that the defendant is guilty and I am convinced that they are innocent? Is there no difference between those two? Well, look at uh, I asked them. a question. We're, we're, we're trying to, I asked a question. Yeah. Is there no difference between I'm not convinced that the plaint that the defendant is guilty and I am convinced that the plaint that the defendant is innocent? Is there no difference between those two?
1: Well, if you're not convinced that he's innocent, then you're more convinced that he's guilty. Okay, you, you heard guilty yeah. when I said not guilty.
0: See, juries don't say anything about innocence. They address the issue of guilt and they either Conclude that the that they're convinced that the defendant is guilty, or they are convinced, or they they are not convinced that the defendant is guilty. In which case, they vote not guilty. But the fact that they're voting not guilty doesn't mean that they are convinced that he's innocent. Well, that would mean
1: that they're more convinced that he's. Well, innocent. Not, not
3: well, not really. Let me let me give you an example. Like, take somebody like OJ, right? Okay, now yes. OJ was acquitted of two murders, right? Right. He would, but. Was he acquitted? Because maybe some people believe he's innocent. But a lot of people, if you talk to them, they'll say, I think O.J. is extremely guilty. But the problem is, the prosecution didn't make a good case. And so based on the evidence, the jury had to find him not guilty. So it doesn't mean that they think he was innocent of the murders. It just means that the evidence that they got and the case they were presented didn't allow them to give them a give a guilty verdict. They had to find him not guilty, not it, guilty, I mean, it not could guilty. That as, yeah. Well, there's right. that too. But what, I'm just trying to distinguish.
2: Yeah. Not yeah. guilty.
3: Not guilty doesn't mean you think innocent. Not guilty simply means you didn't make your case. So in the case atheism. of theism versus atheism, and I, I can't speak for other atheists because I'll tell you right now, there are a lot of atheists in the world, or maybe I don't know a lot, but there are atheists in the world who would say. Yeah, I am convinced that no God absolutely exists, and here's why. But my personal opinion, all I can say is, you, religious believer, haven't made your case to me. I'm not saying that nothing that could possibly be called a God could ever possibly exist. But what I am saying is that I don't believe in your God because your case wasn't made. Enough for me to be convinced. So
0: back to the original question, because I said that not believing in God is not the same as believing there are no gods. Are you okay with that now, or do you still reject I mean, do, that? You,
3: do you, do you get what we're trying to explain to you?
1: I get, I get completely what you're saying, and it Okay. makes okay. sense. Okay. So, Move but, on. All right. From another side, um, there are only two choices here. Yes. Either there is a God or there isn't. Correct. And for yeah. me to say, well, I could say theism is just a rejection of atheism. If no. That's the case. So, no. No, because no, no?
0: atheism is not the assertion that no gods exist. We so, why aren't you an agnostic instead of an atheist? Because, okay, first of all, how do you know I'm not? See, agnosticism and atheism aren't mutually exclusive. One addresses what you believe, and the other addresses what you know or claim to know. Yeah. So the reason theism isn't the rejection of atheism is that atheism is not the assertion of a positive position for theists to reject. The claim is some god exists. If you believe that, you're a theist. If you do not believe that, you're an atheist.
1: But don't you have to believe either
0: way? No. Didn't no, we don't. just
3: cover this? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Again, do you have to believe
0: that O.J. is absolutely innocent simply to ex- hey, to hey, believe that he's not guilty? Let, let's go back. There's, There's a video on my personal YouTube channel that uses a bubble gum analogy. So I've got a jar of on my desk of of uh, gumballs. Now the number of gumballs in that jar is either even or odd. Correct. Correct. Those are the only possibilities. Right. So, if I say to you, the number of gumballs in the jar is even, do you believe me? I would have to be agnostic about it. No, that's not what I ask. I ask, do you believe me?
2: I
1: have no grounds to believe or disbelieve.
0: Well, no, no, no. Yes, you do have grounds. See, every claim has to be proven. Here's the thing. If I say the number of gumballs is even... Do you actually believe me? Are you convinced that the number of gumballs is even? Just based on his statement of That's it. Statement are you convinced that the number of gumballs is even? No, you cannot be convinced. Okay. okay. Now, yeah. now, you're not convinced. Does that mean that you are convinced that the number is odd?
1: Not necessarily. Correct. Not. There. You and got so it. And so this
0: is exactly the same. Theists have made the claim that the number of gumballs is even. That equates to some god exists. I do not that? I do not believe that. I reject that that claim is true, but that does not mean that I accept the opposite.
1: Well what do you base your rejection on? That
0: it hasn't met the burden of proof to the same reason you rejected my assertion that the number of gumballs is even. you don't have enough information to confirm it sufficiently to justify belief.
1: Right well right to my to my point, it would seem that you can't assert either way with certainty, Neither atheism nor theism so uh, why wow.
0: no 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 not not neither atheism nor theism you're, t- you're confusing things it's atheism and theism are what you believe about one claim that a god exists they have nothing to do with what you believe about the other claim that no gods exist yeah see so you see you keep putting theism in in the number of gumballs is false and that's not the accurate assessment the accurate assessment is that atheism mm-hmm. is that the number of gumballs is not True, it is not even it not been confirmed to be even we do not believe that yeah. it's even
3: yeah again it's right. I, I don't believe that there is an even number of gumballs in the jar is not the same thing as i do believe and i firmly believe that there are an odd number of gumballs in the jar yeah, and well, so mistake the, 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 I mean, the mistake,
1: for and well, no, no, the,
3: mistake that, the mistake you're making is that when you try to to draw the analogy between the, you look at the gumball analogy and you try to apply it to theism and atheism, you're making the, the basic mistake of thinking that the atheist position is the positive claim that there are an odd number of gumballs. It's not. It's simply – the atheist is simply the person who says the guy who's claiming that the number of gumballs are even hasn't made his case. Right well, I mean so and gets, like, get, so
1: agnosticism. They would say that there's not enough no evidence to I, because, agnostic,
3: because agnosticism can go either way., Again, agno, no. as, as Matt said, agnosticism doesn't have to do with what a person believes. It has to do with what you claim to know. I've met Christians who are agnostic, okay? Practicing Christians, church-going Christians. They'll tell me right to my face. I don't I can't tell you that I know for a fact that God exists. I can't prove it. I can't give you hard proof. I believe it with all my heart, but I know that I can't I can't look at you in the eye and give you the proof and say here I know that this is true. So I, we, that's an agnostic.
0: We, we just need to drop the term agnostic from this entire discussion yeah. because it is irrelevant. Yeah. There you either believe the claim or you do not believe the claim. There is no middle ground. Yeah. Okay, okay so let's follow that
1: to its logical conclusion. I'd love If, to. if there's only two choices, Correct. either yes. the world was created or somehow emerged or created itself, those are only two options. Well, I don't know that that's even... Uh, yeah, I don't it. know that that's... Uh, yeah, See, so you, you, you have
0: to use a direct negation. Either the world was created by an intelligent being or it was not created by an intelligent being. Those are the only two possibilities. Yeah. Right, okay. I, I agree. And and if you
3: say that it was not created by an intelligent being, or if you say that you don't believe it was created by an intelligent being, you're not making a statement about how you do think it was created. You're only saying, I don't think that that explanation for the creation was right.
1: But anyway, go on with your point. Go on, yeah. Well, yeah, well, it boils down to only two choices at the end. All semantics aside, it is either it was or it wasn't. Now, if you reject one claim or assertion or belief that it was or wasn't, then you are only left with the other unless you claim agnosticism,
0: what? which is okay. why either way.
1: Okay, stop.
0: If you reject that the number of gumballs is even, are you only left with odd? No. You're left with I don't know, and that's why you keep going back to agnosticism, which is, right. entire, which is entirely, as I pointed out, irrelevant, because it, it addresses what you know. I do not believe the number of gumballs is even. I do not believe that a God exists. That tells you nothing about whether or not I believe the number of gumballs is odd, or whether I believe that there is no God. We're only addressing a single prong of the claim. There are two possible things. The universe was created by a god or the universe was not created by a god. Those are the only two possibilities because they are direct logical negations. But when we're constructed... Okay, well, let's, but let's, but, let's, but let's, hang let's, on, John, it, hang John, on. But when goes. we're talking about what we believe, we only address a single prong at a time because you, it is it creates logical inconsistencies if you try to address both prongs. That is why syllogisms are constructed by statements... And not questions. Was it God or not God? You, you will never get a syllogism that has that in there. Instead, what you have is a premise. Some God created the universe. And you address that premise in the, in the argument there. You don't get to or start from questions. So you can't get, get, start from or end with multiple prongs.
3: And the problem that keeps popping up, and that and if you, and if we sound frustrated here, this, it keeps popping up, and we don't know why it's so hard to to clarify people on this. Knowledge claims and belief claims are two separate categories, and people always want to conflate. Well, they're nested. That, well, they're nested, but N- knowledge the, is a subset of belief. But at the same time, what you claim to know or don't know has does not have any, necessarily have anything to do with what you believe or claim to believe as I pointed out well, it, it, I have met, I have met theistic agnostics I have met theists who tell sure. me I don't know but I believe so, so that's a person that that's a distinction it's not it's a non-trivial distinction
0: so so John let me say this you said if you're you're left with either the opposite or agnosticism fine I'm an agnostic what's your point
3: yeah I mean I'll, really- I'll admit right now I'm an, I, I, I'm agnostic too.
1: Okay, and I'm also an atheist, by the way. Yes, I, I get what you mean. You're an atheist towards certain claims about God. I understand that.
0: Well, no, I'm an atheist. Well, uh,
1: all right, never mind. Go ahead. Well, let's be more specific, okay? Um, going to the DNA molecule, which is the dictator of life, <laughs> there are only two choices on how that came about: either it was an accident, no. or it was intended. Well, no, it was either no. an accident or
0: it wasn't an accident. That's, that's why we get back to direct oh, logical... John. And, yeah. no. John, John, stop. Everything, if you're going to say there's only two choices, they better damn well be direct logical negations. Otherwise, oh, yeah. otherwise, if you use any other language, any sloppy language, you are now constructing what is possibly a false dichotomy. You need to say... Either it was an accident or it was not an accident, because those are direct logical negations. Either it was constructed by a god or it was not constructed by a god. Those are direct logical negations. You have to use that language. Right.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: But
1: okay. Either, okay. Yeah, either
3: it was constructed by a god or it was an accident are not logical
0: negations.
1: Well, <clears throat> the opposite of accident is intended or... or um, no, the
0: opposite of accident is not an accident. Now, there is a context. See, here's the thing. Is true and false as two options? Is that a true dichotomy? Are those direct logical negations?
1: Well, let's be specific here.
0: I'm asking. Okay, there are two possibilities. Somebody says either it's true or it's false. Is that an example of a direct logical negation?
1: Not necessarily, but Good. we have to be specific on okay. what we're talking about. Right. Well, there we but go. But
0: if you say it's true or not true, that is a direct logical negation.
1: Well, then let's examine the evidence. Well, if, we if can't, can't examine, examine the evidence until we... Information, John, we know that information can only come John, from, John yeah. we can't examine the
0: evidence until we get to some kind of grounding on what the actual claim is and how we're going to go about addressing it. And so far...
1: That's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to the specifics of... What, what is the claim? On. We all agree that life is here. Life had to get here somehow, okay? There's only really two honest... Uh, honestly, only two explanations. Either I got a the one DNA one. molecule was intended with a purpose and a design, or it somehow emerged naturalistically. Now, we know that information... Information in DNA is a tough obstacle to overcome naturalistically. Why? Because there's no natural mechanism that can create and encode. Is there? New, new do we? Do you know that? How do you know that?
3: Yeah.
1: Well, it's not only is it
0: common sense. I mean, no, no, no. You know, we I, don't get to say common sense because I don't agree with your assertion. How do you
1: know what you're well, claiming? Let me we know that information only comes from an intelligent source, a mind. Do how you, do you know that? Do you know that? Yeah. Because every scientific... And how, how are you or,
3: and how are you defining information?
1: Information simply means uh, a message that can be communicated. Uh, 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 basically, yeah, a message that can be communicated between a sender and a receiver. It's different than a pattern or... or and, so, a, and so this a, has what
3: to do with... For example, biological mechanisms.
1: Well, because biological mechanisms are dictated right, right. by the information in DNA. Yeah, this
0: is an entirely chemical, natural process.
1: Well, no, 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 I don't
0: think so at all. Well, then you're
1: wrong. No, <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. You're asserting I'm wrong based on what?
0: There has been no demonstration that anything other than naturalistic processes is involved, and a right. demonstration that naturalistic processes are sufficient
1: to do this DNA uh, reproduction. So you're saying the scientific evidence that the information code in DNA arose naturally.
0: Well, I've, all of the evidence so far points to a naturalistic solution. Not only being well, not only 13. being not only being sufficient. Well, go ahead. That's just your—that's
1: just your assertion. No, uh, it's well, John, not, John.
3: Here, here, let me, let me, let me help. You. Let me sort yes, lead, you help. Let me kind of lead you through this uh, very briefly, and then we may have to go on. It's but, a bad idea. Yeah. All right. For you, you keep saying the scientific this and that. Okay. For your claim to be scientifically valid, it has to withstand what's called falsifiability. You know what that means in science?
1: Of course. Yes.
3: Uh, okay. Uh, well. I can ask you to explain it but we'll just move on. All right. What would what what, what what okay well the thing is if what would you expect to see? What do you think we would expect to see in biology in nature? If DNA and the message in DNA were not actually the product of an intelligent purposeful mind yeah, we're, all, mean,
0: we're off track and we let him yeah. off the hook you yeah. said that it's impossible for information to arrive to arrive without an intelligent source how did you reach that conclusion because to me it reeks of argument from ignorance yeah
1: it's, it's not, not an I'm argument right. from ignorance it's okay. an argument based on what we know we well know, we I, know and that and, and i'm trying to get uh, to
3: how you know this came from a, this had to have come from a no source.
0: i want to know how you know That it's impossible for this to happen without a guiding intelligence. That's the the assertion you've made, Mm -hmm. is that it is not possible for this to occur. And that sort of broad, universal negative is one where I would very much like to know, how do you justify that? Yeah,
3: And that's why I'm asking you about falsifiability. I'm trying to get to how you you know it would have been impossible for this to have occurred without a god. Tell me what DNA without a god behind it, how it would look.
1: How, what, what would we
3: expect to see in what biology? answer. Yeah. Oh, I just want to please sure understanding what
1: I'm saying. I, I do not know what uh, DNA would look like if it came about naturalistically, and neither does any atheist or scientist at all, because we haven't been able to demonstrate any natural way that information could arise on its own.
3: And I think. Incremention has uh, any qualifications? To know. Know. No, 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 no. no.
1: Um,
0: you're saying that it must be natural it must be it must require a supernatural source and it's impossible for it to re- uh, you said, it's impossible for it to arise by naturalistic uh, means because we haven't seen any naturalistic means by which this could happen and that is by definition an argument from ignorance by John, by definition, it's it's identical to saying it is impossible for there to be a black swan because we have not seen a black swan. And not only are you wrong about whether or not we've seen naturalistic method- mechanisms for the reproduction of of uh, uh, information in the DNA, but Who you have made you nation. have begun with an argument from ignorance. Mm-hmm. How do you know that it's not possible for these things to occur naturally?
1: Because there is no natural mechanism. That is an argument
0: from ignorance. Yeah. That is the fallacy oh. argument from ignorance by definition. Can you
1: show him natural mechanism that I don't creates? have
0: to, John, your assertion is that it's impossible and that is something you have to justify and if you justify okay. it if you justify it by claiming we've never seen it which by the way you can go talk to some scientists about why you're wrong but if you justify it by that you have by definition committed the argument from ignorance fallacy so please oh, okay, without a fallacy that. without a fallacy justify your assertion that this is impossible well let me digress then no i would no say no 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 no, 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 John. no, no,
3: no, no. You, you we got can it.
0: can you demonstrate your assertion without a fallacy yes or no
1: yes then do I it, think please. We can demonstrate that information cannot come from outside of an intelligence source. Then, I think we okay. have demonstrated that. D- please demonstrate that. Please demonstrate it.
0: Okay. Open your cell phone. Go to the text message. Uh, the and, and
1: do nothing. How, how,
0: how is that? How is that confirmation that it can't happen?
1: Do you have any reason to believe that now? You, a now you're
0: shifting the burden of proof to cover for your argument from ignorance. My question was: Can you demonstrate your assertion without resorting to a fallacy? I don't think it's, I don't think it's a fallacy. Just you're, wrong. You yes. that it is. Yeah, you're wrong. Yes. You're wrong. You have said this is not possible, and your argument for it began with an argument from ignorance. We've never seen an example of it happening, and then when challenged on that, it went to well. Have you ever seen in a, this happen? Open up your cell phone. Have you ever seen, you know, inf- yeah. it's all you've shifted the burden of proof. You've got an argument from ignorance. You don't understand the fallacies. Um, I
1: understand what you're saying, but I don't think you, you're getting what I'm trying to get across, which is. Uh,
3: no, I think we do. I, I, I think it's just that you're not recognizing the fallacies that you're making.
1: Okay. Do you believe it's more rational to believe that information came on it, uh, naturalistically or that a mind has to be behind information? What's more
0: rational to you? What's more rational to me? Well, we'd have to define terms about what exactly you're meaning by information. But considering that we have an abundance of evidence for naturalistic uh, uh, processes, and and, and zero evidence for supernaturalistic processes, and by the way, could not have confirmation of supernaturalistic processes because they are outside the bound of investigation by definition, then it all is always more plausible to accept a naturalistic explanation over a supernaturalistic one. It comes down to what David Hume <laughs> said, which is that the wise man apportions his belief to the evidence. And the evidence so far is in favor of naturalistic solutions to these issues. But so I that that is there are several yeah, scientists
1: and, and who would disagree also.
0: i don 't care. There are several callers who disagree with me. There are scientists who think the world's flat. There are scientists who think the germ theory of disease is wrong i don 't care and, well, and, and a few minutes ago when
3: and a few minutes ago, when you essentially admitted to me, no, you cannot give an example of what DNA would produce, what biological organisms would look like through DNA uh, in and what you think a non god designed DNA world would look like. Right there, you've essentially admitted that your premise cannot withstand scientific falsifiability, and that's kind of the, the end. I mean, that's sort of it for you in terms of that that line of argument. I mean, when you admitted that you couldn't come up with an example, that kind of shut that whole thing
1: down. Well, can so you all this example, since then has just
3: kind of been a waste of time.
1: Can you give an example of any information process coming about naturally?
3: I can one. give examples of every single DNA, every single example no, of, this, de- is, this is, it's ridiculous. It's like, on. where where in any of the uh, DNA research, and, and, and I, I don't believe for a minute that you've actually studied any of this at a professional level, but no. if there is, has so, been anything, yes. in gen- anything in genetics where you, the the actual peer-reviewed scientific evidence says, this is not explicable unless we have resource to... Some sort of external, transcendent, godly, supernatural, whatever word you want to call it,
0: uh, basis. I mean, mean, if there's if there's one example of that in the
3: scientific literature, yeah, John. John, But but there are none.
0: First of all, your question is a shifting of the burden of proof. Yeah, you're basically saying, hey, can you show me how information can can arise without uh, supernatural influence? Well, no. Because I can't demonstrate conclusively that there wasn't supernatural influence because I can't test for that. However, we do know of naturalistic systems that do produce what we identify as information, the DNA replication being one of them. There's no No evidence. There's there's no, there's no, John! There's no evidence of a God reaching in and manipulating the process of of replicating DNA, is there? Yeah, this whole time that you. Hang on. Is there? I believe that... I don't care what you believe, John. I do like, care. But my question here is not about what you believe. It's do we have evidence of a God manipulating this otherwise naturalistic process?
1: What do you mean by evidence?
0: I'm asking you. You're the one who believes it. Because every, I, because all well, throughout hang this... On, com- hang on. Okay. You don't, if I ask you, John, John, if I ask you, do we have evidence... Your answer shouldn't be what kind of evidence. It should be yes, we have evidence of this kind. Well, I believe we do, but you it doesn't, doesn't matter what your beliefs are. John.
3: Throughout this entire conversation, you've been trying getting on us about what will show me the naturalistic mechanism. Show me the natural- and at no time have you ever described what you think the supernatural mechanisms are. What mechanisms would she look? How do you have, confirm? All, it? all you have done is said, "Oh, it's it's the, as Matt said. It's the classic argument for me." ignorance you can't show that there aren't supernatural mechanisms but you're getting honest about no, what no are no. the natural no. what possible evidence is there for natural mechanisms in dna when you haven't even defined the parameters of how the supernatural mechanisms would work and not only that you've admitted that you can't you you have you admitted that you could not give a falsifiable description of what a non-god designed what non-god designed dna would look like
1: you admitted that you couldn't do and that. I can't give a falsifiable description. That's if at any time we discover any information process that came about naturalistically, I think that would falsify the entire idea of evolution. But, but you're, 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 that
3: statement right there, not apart from being uh, again an argument from ignorance, implies that you know what you know the difference between what a naturalistic mechanism would look like and the godly supernatural mechanism if that's the well, case the then explain a mind. explain the whoa, godly supernatural me- mechanism
0: the god it- mechanism is a mind see that's
3: yes. just that's you talking out your ass now you don't even know no, what no, that no. means god it's god is a mind that's like saying the universe is a beautiful flower and it wants to hug me you sound like a hippie yeah. now all right. I mean, that's that is a that is a completely content free explanation.
0: God is no, a mind. God. Oh, look. OK, so we tend to explain things in terms of other things that we understand. Uh, you not. cannot you cannot offer God as an explanation because God has no explanatory power. It is. I it didn't is, say God one time. I said in. We know what you're talking about. Let's didn't not you say dishonest. didn't you say God was a mind?
1: Well, you said God, and then you said, what was the mechanism. I said, well, the mechanism was the mind. Stop, John. Stop.
0: Stop. John, do you believe in God?
1: I believe in a creator. Whatever you want to call him. Okay. Okay. John,
0: John, would you be okay with the word God as a label for your creator that you believe in? Sure. Why not? Good. Bye. All
1: right. right.
0: If you're not going to be honest, okay, here's the thing. I've done a bunch of debates, and and recently uh, JT and I did a team debate against a father and son Catholic team on the subject of morality. And they came out at the beginning, uh, before the debate, and decided that they did not want to defend the morality that they actually believe in, Mm -hmm. but wanted to defend a deistic morality. Um, And that's fine. That's their prerogative if they want to lose a debate by appealing to something that is absolutely devoid of any moral content, like a non-interventionist god... That's their prerogative. I'm a little tired of people trying to pretend like they're going to defend something, but not defend what they actually believe. And if you're going to nitpick, if you believe that there is a supernatural creator, and you're going to nitpick over whether or not somebody calls it God, when you cannot offer evidence for this proposition, you will be disconnected from the show. Okay? I have no interest in time wasters and dishonest arguments. There was a lot of back and forth and a lot of of heat and a lot of I said this and you said this. and No, we didn't. Here's the simple, simple assessment of that entire call. Hey, I don't see how information could arise without a supernatural explanation. Well, so far, the only thing we've found is naturalistic causes for these things. Ah, but you don't know that there's not a supernatural element to it. You're correct. I do not know cannot demonstrate that the supernatural is impossible. All I can do is come up with descriptions um, of things based on naturalistic processes. Aha! Therefore, God exists. Well, you can't prove that he doesn't. Well, I don't care to prove that he doesn't. Ah, then you're not an atheist. And we're back to square one again. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Why doesn't that same argument occur for other things? I can't prove that God didn't fiddle with the water molecules in my water cup here um can't prove it why don't you point to my cup of water and say you can't prove that god didn't make that water colder for you mm-hmm. therefore god
3: drag it in my garage all kinds of stuff.
0: when you take these arguments you, you you muddle around in things that you don't understand and aspects of science that i'm not qualified to actually comment on and wouldn't um or would would try not to um, just think about it. What is the same argument if you substitute something else? After all, according to you, you've got this creator who did everything. By the way, if you believe in this creator God, uh, okay, fine. We see no reason to agree with you. Um, but I want to know about the other beliefs. What do you think this creator God does or did? It's my same impatient with the logical proofs, you know, Tag and
3: uh, you know, Calum and what have you. It's like the people arguing those, is that really the reason they became Christians I, I can't recall from the days when I went into, when I went to church
0: well I have, I, have a, I have a little problem with that and that is that I you know for example I am convinced nobody's ever become a Christian because of tag yeah however if tag turns out to be a logically valid and sound argument for the existence of God it doesn't matter how they came around to believing it the argument itself deserves to be evaluated on its own terms to determine sure. yes yeah. um, the thing is when you ask people why they believe, like, for example, William Lane Craig uses the Kalam cosmological argument um, almost exclusively uh, with, with a little you know, add-ons and everything else. But he's a believer because of the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now, I've seen atheists criticize him, saying, well, you don't believe because of Kalam. You believe because of the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Um, I wouldn't recommend criticizing him for that, because it's entirely possible that somebody could become convinced of something by the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, if that sort of thing exists, and yet still the argument that is most convincing and compelling is one that doesn't involve how they became, because you can be convinced of things for bad reasons. Oh, sure, sure. The, the sort of arguments that might bolster one's belief is, I guess, the yeah. Ones would
3: use. Well, sure. I, you could. That's. I think that is a valid way to look at it. But you know, getting back to the whole subject of you know just wanting to argue. Or at least get explanations from believers based on why they really do believe. Um, when you get around the whole use of say logical proofs and say, "Well, why do you believe?" I've had Christians reply, "Well, I had X and X and X experience, sure. but you, but you would never believe it." Yeah. And then my question is, well, then why did you? You know, because I'm sure that you're not suggesting in this conversation we're having that you're any less rational or intelligent than
0: I am. And I don't see myself that.
3: I see myself as being a rather average guy.
0: Well, some of so them then, would hold that
3: Yeah.
0: if you had the experience, you would believe it too. But until you have that experience, you're going to have to rely on these other things. Yeah. Which raises another question. Uh, it, it's not just about whether or not they're defending the God they believe in or the mm-hmm. reasons that they believe. It's when you dig beneath the surface. Now, it could be the fact that John is just a deist who believes in a creator who's perhaps non-intervening. I don't know. We never get that far because it's full of fallacies and assertions about what atheism is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe someday John will tell us what he believes other than that there's a creator and that information requires a creative mind. Um, But the fact that people don't always defend what they actually believe is kind of separate. It's entirely possible that individuals... I don't want to say entirely possible because now we're making a claim about the causes. <laughs> but that you could be convinced um, for one reason, and that that reason doesn't exist for somebody else. For example, um, I am convinced that my wife is at home knitting right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I'm convinced of that because I live with her know what she does and what she told me she would do. You can't possibly have that same justification, and so I would need to argue some some other way to get there. Uh, But by and large, when we have these discussions, I don't know that we ever get beyond the ground floor.
3: Well, we don't, because I think that uh, a lot of it has to do with just an unwillingness to, to recognize incorrect fallacies in one's argument. And I think a lot of it also has to do with the very human trait that people... Quite often, you know, it's, you argue to win. You don't really argue to, to get to actual facts and truth sometimes. And and that can really be the case when you hit somebody with a mistake in their arguing that they go, uh-oh, but then they, you know, for ego or whatever other reasons, yeah. they don't want to admit it. And I've been guilty of that in the past, and I try to fix that myself. But it's a human trait, right? And so that's why every time you point out a clear uh, an easily definable fallacy in their point of view. They just kind of come back with, well, no, uh, because what I'm really saying is this. And yeah. they say it in, and so that is the stumbling block that you run into. It's like if you can't get over that speed bump, you're never going to get anywhere in the discussion. But wow oh well. We have oh, well. other great guys. So let's, let's
0: go to Adam in Springfield. Thanks for waiting. Adam?
3: Oh,
4: hi guys.
3: Yeah hi hey. sorry um, to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: sorry that that guy went on for a while. Um, so my main question, just to, to cut all the, the, the stuff in the beginning, is: have, Are you familiar with the the generally called consciousness problem? Sure. Okay, so I just like to know where your your stance on it is. I mean, I, I I took a class back in college that talked about it in a lot of depth, and I just personally believe that in order to get into, to get to a place where the majority of the population understands that you know they're believing in some sort of a imaginary friend. In order to get past that, we need to have a there needs to be a convincing argument for why things like souls or, or the afterlife don't exist. I, I, think I, think
0: I, it's, think afterlife. I think that's easy. I think that's trivial. I think of all the claims that religions make, we are finally at a point where where while we don't understand everything, we understand enough to know that the idea of a soul persisting after death um, in any way that I, that, that is me is preposterous. See, I am, as best we can tell from our studies of the brain, uh, my identity is wrapped up in the things that are produced by my brain, the the uh, feelings, emotions, memories, all of those things, they're stored, they can be altered. We've seen people with brain damage where personalities are reset, my personality is a part of me, um, where memories are, are completely lost or there's an inability to make new memories, all of these things that people used to identify with the soul, the sense of self, this kind of abstract poetic notion that this is my soul, all of those things are identifiable as uh, brain states that can be altered when there's a damaged brain. And we know that the brain dies, there is no demonstration that there's something extra, any ghost in the machine. And if, for example, we could reboot my brain to where I have no personality and no memories, uh, let's say a minute before I was scheduled to be executed, um, then I died a minute before they executed the body that contains all this. There's no reason to think that anything that makes me me persists after I'm dead.
4: Okay, so then to to go on, I I did have an example that that kind of is the crux of the conscious form, and that is the... the, the Copy problem. Where if you, for example, took a, an atom by atom copy of
0: yourself. Wow, my wife. My own. wife is hitting herself in the head right now. She, <laughs> she absolutely <laughs> hates the transporter arguments and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It, I, it, I think it, what it boils down to, of course, you know, we, we always have to remember that it's permissible to say "I don't know." and a problem that you run into with believers is that you it, it they go right from that to an argument from ignorance and you always have to sort of hold them at bay with that you know it's again just because we don't know everything that we could know yet about how the brain works and about how consciousness works and about how personalities develop uh etc cetera, etc cetera, um does not mean that those gaps in our knowledge get to be filled with uh, a supernatural explanation. Yeah, the, and that's the, a difficult thing to explain to believers, but you know, the, I per- don't know is a val- the only valid answer to give when you don't know the answer to a question.
0: The purported problem, the, 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 the problem that you're expressing is one where you seem to be willingly shifting the burden of proof that we need to come up with a way to disprove a soul. And in fact, the opposite is true. They need to come up with a way to prove the soul. And the fact that Consciousness isn't entirely understood or explained. Uh, doesn't actually do anything to support their argument. Um, I agree. As okay. a matter of matter of convincing people, um, you know, if you're trying to convince people of any any anything, you have adopted some sort of burden of proof, and so there's uh, a little bit of onus to do that. But part of part of this is that demonstrating that they have no good reason to believe this and can demonstrate no good reason to believe this. Yeah. Um, it's like the, uh, the, ex- the, the thing
3: that we tell creationists many times, which again, they have a really hard time getting, which is that even if we came up with tomorrow, Monday morning, first thing, some scientist had a eureka moment and came up with the thing that completely disproved evolution by natural selection, Darwinian theory, as the explanation for biodiversity, that would not by default make creationism correct. Yeah. creationists would still have to develop a workable, falsifiable scientific theory of creation that met all of the rigors and went through the whole process Disproof of evolution would not be an automatic win for creationists they don't get that either
0: to answer the transporter problem uh, as briefly as possible before we move on um, the Star Trek style transporter, you, you, when you step in it you die
4: yeah, and, and honestly, that's what I've been coming up with, too, yep. is we're not going to get there.
0: Yeah, well, the question and, is, and, the question that I, that's always a follow-up that's, that's good is, does it really matter? Is it good enough that there's a copy of you going on? And for a lot of people, it is, and for a lot of people, it's considered equivalent. Not for me, but, yeah.
4: I, I think the problem with it is, is it kind of halts science to a degree, but the other problem with it is, then how do you explain what consciousness is? If consciousness is something that is, it, 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 if, if you die... Then, I don't know. it, it just it, it makes the problem even harder to solve.
0: Why? As far as we're aware, consciousness ends at death.
4: Okay. All right, so then then, all right. so then is there a part of the brain that is consciousness? Could you go in there and pluck it out and put it somewhere else?
0: Uh, does consciousness exist in a discrete location in the brain? Yeah, not that I'm aware of. Um, but what okay. we do so know is that, well, the best explanation I've heard, and, you know, this comes from Dennett and Consciousness Explained, is that it's an emergent property of the brain, just like wet is an emergent property of water. It's just that this one is rather peculiar. It's this idea of self-awareness. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would have to defer to guys like Dennett and maybe Sam Harris, who's also a neuroscientist but there because uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't really yeah, have yeah, the expertise. Have Dan, you know. Dan
0: yeah, and plus, you know, whether or not we have an explanation for consciousness and whether or not a soul actually exists, um, no no real bearing. I mean, even if we prove that there's a soul, we haven't proved that there's a God.
4: But if you prove that there's a soul, then you have opened up the, the very horrible door of extra, you know, extra physical stuff.
0: Well, yeah, and that's really interesting, and as soon as that actually happens... Um, then I'll have to dig in and figure out exactly where we sit, but until so then.
4: It'll be exciting th- to carry at the
0: same time. Well, until then, much like the transporter, it's science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. All right, Thanks. We've got uh, Kyle in Warsaw. How are you? Kyle. Hello, Kyle.
3: Kyle online too. Right. Kyle. Cause has- one hey. more time, Kyle there. Kyle. Hi, can you hear me? I can we hear can. you now. It was yes.
0: my, my fault. I hit the wrong button. Thank you for
3: holding oh, I, for so long.
4: Oh, that, that's, that, that's okay. Uh, thank you for having me on.
3: Um,
4: I wanted to talk about uh, things like halal and kosher slaughters, mm. Um Because uh, this week in uh, Poland, uh, the uh, um, uh, government has... Uh, um, oh, excuse me, let me gather my thoughts a little... Um, uh, they have uh, voted to uphold a ban on uh, any um, uh, slaughters so where the animal is not uh, stunned first, on the grounds that this is this causes unreasonable um, cruelty and pain to the animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, um, kosher and halal do not meet these requirements. Yep. And of course, uh, of course, uh, kosher, of course, um, religious groups have claimed religious persecution, etc.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I wanted to get your opinion
0: on that. Opinion on them claiming religious persecution is uh, tough, and my opinion on the actual law itself is good. Yeah, Uh, that's pretty much mine as well. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know it's it's regrettable that we are. It's an example of how religion, just by virtue of being religion, gets this uh, undeserved special treatment. Yeah. And respect that it doesn't really so – say, oh, well, okay, well, everyone else has to obla- obey these anti-discrimination laws. But if you call your discrimination my religious beliefs, then suddenly, oh, okay, well, then you can discriminate. Yeah, or you can, you get to break the rules. It's yeah. it's a, it's an out for religion that they don't deserve. It, it gives them special rights. Ironically, the kind of special rights that they claim anyone who doesn't share their beliefs is always demanding. And uh, it's nonsense. And- yeah,
0: when it comes to religious freedom, it's, it's kind of like, okay, you get your freedom to practice your religion and your religious beliefs, no matter how kooky or crazy somebody else might think they are, um, right up to the point where where there's a, an objection based on harm to yourself or others or things like that, I mean, it's, it's really difficult to determine exactly where to draw the lines. And this happens outside of religion as well. Take religion out of the equation. At what point does the state have the right to step in and interfere with how somebody raises their kid? I mean, is it okay for a parent to raise their child thinking that left is right and right is left? I mean, if we found out about that, you know, how, mu- how much harm is there? And so it's difficult to quantify these things. Um, but when we've reached a point where we think we've identified a harm and we want to act on behalf of it, uh, claiming that it's a violation of your religious freedoms. The answer is, I think should just be tough. Yeah. I'm sorry that your religion is so, uh, cruel. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you want to advocate on its behalf.
3: I've been reading a lot of history lately and, um, not to, dive, not, not to digress us into some discussion on colonialism, but there an incident uh, way back when the British Raj ruled India, and then there was this uh, custom where, you know, if a husband died, they would basically pitch the wife onto the burning pyre along with the husband's body, and, uh, and she was alive. Yes, she would have to sit and be burned alive with him so that he and. Uh, And some people were brought up on trial for this, and uh, they explained, this is our custom, this is our custom, and the British judge said, well, where I come from, we have a custom. When men burn women alive, we hang them. So, uh, you know, just because you're calling something your custom doesn't give you the right to uh,
4: cruel behavior.
0: Anyway, thanks a lot for the call, Kyle. Uh,
4: Thanks very much for having me, guys. Bye. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Uh, Andrew in Pompano Beach, Florida.
2: Hello, Andy. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank
0: How are you? Thank you for holding. Oh,
2: yeah, no problem. Uh, hey, I, I was just wondering, because uh, sometimes I debate with somebody um, who's Christian, and he always seems to say that he believes because of the Gospels and um, the fact that they are uh, in sync, I guess, or uh, they, they correlate with each other. Hmm. So I was just wondering, what, uh, what do you think of that, or...
0: Okay, let's say, let's imagine for a second that the synoptic Gospels are completely in sync and never in disagreement. Is that enough to justify believing that somebody raised the dead, walked on water, turned turned loaves into uh, fishes, created loaves and fishes, or multiplied loaves and fishes, and is the one and only pathway uh, to an eternal life?
2: No, I guess it would just be kind of ironic uh, that people, I, I guess the argument is people from different sections of, I, I guess, the Middle East or, and, and so on, uh, with different languages at different times were speaking about the same stories.
0: Okay, now, when we're talking about the Synoptic Gospels, we're talking about three authors um yeah over the span of maybe 75 years or so in the same area, I don't think that it's worthwhile to say that, you know, wildly different individuals with different languages and, and, and ideas were... I mean, first of all, they're telling the same story. Yeah. Um, but there's not this wide variety between the, the, the three synoptic Gospels. And by the way, they're not in complete agreement. Um, if, they're, if your friend thinks that they're in absolute agreement... Uh, Tell them to look up the Easter story, and all three of them, and um, draw a little chart of what they each say happened in what order.
2: Uh, Yeah, I I, I think he's more so of... um,
0: Broader themes?
2: Well, no, no, just uh, not taking it upon himself to do uh, similar things as to what you just said, but more so to uh, listen to a pastor of some sort and... Kind of what he says is how it is, and he oh. never. So you've got somebody who's
0: over it. you've got somebody who's saying they're convinced because the synoptic gospels agree, when they really don't know whether the synoptic gospels agree or not. They've just been yeah. told. Yeah. So yeah, I, in I mean, addition, he, he in addition, In addition to pointing out that that's not enough, I would point out the hypocrisy and the intellectual dishonesty in them claiming that these three books are in agreement because their preacher said so when they haven't actually yeah. gone out and done the work themselves
3: yeah 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 you should say don't just listen to this
0: guy read them yourself think I mean your, you know if we all listen to preachers wow what a <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> miserably <laughs> crazy world that would be oh I think we yeah, could see know. some
3: examples of exactly how the world would be you yeah. yeah.
0: so pick your preacher <laughs> yeah some of you might get Jim Jones <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and and end up in uh, yeah. dead yeah uh, you know.
2: I I totally agree. Um, One more thing, though, just maybe uh, we we were talking about the West Baptist Church and how they said they were uh, just recently going to maybe picket a funeral of like 18 firefighters who had died because they were uh,
1: in agreement with
2: homosexuality, and he's kind of offended by that and says he doesn't understand how they can do that, but. Isn't that what they're supposed to do? Preach against things that they think uh, would send people to hell?
0: Um, Yes and no. So the thing is, uh, if you want to ask, are Westboro's positions more biblically accurate than the person you're talking to, the answer is probably yes, although there's plenty of different ways to interpret it. However, there's nothing in the Bible that says, thou shalt picket funerals. Uh, And Westboro isn't concerned at all with fulfilling a great commission to save souls. They're not there to say, turn from your wicked ways and turn your eyes upon Jesus and you will be saved. They are just out there being douche nozzles, um, gleefully rejoicing in, ha, 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 God's going to smite you. Um, And I don't see too much in the – you could probably justify it with some verses. but They're Jesus either. trolls. They're just trolls. We are trolls. out of time. There's, there's a bunch of names up on the screen. There are the people who make the show happen. Uh, thanks, Martin, and thanks to our callers. Good to be back. We've got to let you go, Andrew, but thanks
1: so much. Thank and to the studio audience, we'll see you all next week.